Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on SoundCloud Speaker, the TuneIn Radio app, and available for download on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us here today, and this is going to be a great episode focusing on the New York Giants. Now, we're going to break this show into two parts. I'm going to break down where the Giants go from here and Eli Manning's future with the team, but before we get into all that, and there's a lot of that coming up. There's a lot of dissection of what the Giants could do moving forward and a couple of opinions I have on what they could do moving forward. But before we get to all that, we get to the elephant in the room. The one with streaking blonde hair, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, on the last podcast, I was talking about the comments he made before the Sunday game. And while a lot of people were quick to rip him, I actually supported him saying, look, he's saying the obvious, which is, look, Eli Manning is not a good quarterback right now. And when the Giants gave him that money, I said, look, they gave him the power. They made him the franchise player. They made him the face of the franchise. So that kind of, I think, empowered him to say, you know what? I'm the face of this franchise. You know, I'm going to, if no one else is going to say it, I'm going to say it. So with all that being said, I was watching last night's game and it was embarrassing watching that performance by Odell Beckham Jr., and I'm not talking about leaving before the halftime. I'm talking about beating up that fan and headbutting it on the sideline after he had those catches for 44 yards, just a handful, while Saquon Barkley had over 200-plus yards of offense. And the Giants were just embarrassed at home on Thursday night in front of the Philadelphia Eagles in their season over at 1-5. and five. Now, before I get to the fan beating up, I want to get into... Well, a lot of people have been criticizing him more of today, which I don't necessarily agree with. And listen, I get the optics are bad. After the comments he made on thir- on Sunday sorry, about the whole Giants and Eli and how competitive he is, and he's walking off the field two seconds left in the first half, and the Giants are trying to throw a Hail Mary, and their best explosive outside weapon is going to the locker room. But he said he needed an IV. Now, I know the optics look bad, I understand that in that situation, it doesn't look good with everything that's been going on around Odell Beckham. And personally, do I think you could have waited a couple seconds to go in for the IV? No, but look, if he was dehydrated, and he he's a finely tuned athlete, if he knows his body and he knows he's dehydrated, and he's going to the locker room, I, I can't blame him. We forget football is the most violent sport that athletes play, and their bodies take a beating. And it's a short week. I mean, the Giants played... A long game on Sunday, a long, hot game down in the Carolinas. That probably took a lot out of their system. And even though they've had three days to really get their bodies right and trying to just recover, it was a humid night last night at the Meadowlands. So Odell could have easily been dehydrated. So I will never question a player if they go to the locker room for an injury purpose. Now, if it comes out and it's confirmed that it wasn't for an IV, then I'll have a different opinion. But if he says he went for an IV, I don't have a problem with that, and I understand the optics look bad. To me, the most important thing of last night was watching him bang his head against the fan, and we've seen this with the kicking net. And I said on the last podcast is that when you give money, it doesn't change people. It just brings out more what they are. And he's a guy who, he's a passionate player, but he just doesn't understand the environment he's in. And now that he has the money, there's going to be a bigger bullseye on him. There's going to be a bigger target on him because they're paying him the most money for a wide receiver. And he's complaining about not getting his targets and everything seems to be about me. I'm not getting the ball. 
I'm not putting up the numbers I want. I'm frustrated with the team. And I thought one moment on last Sunday's game hinted that Odell might be turning the corner. And it all went downhill last night after that incident. It was that incident when Sterling Shepard was beating up the trash can. Odell came over to him and said, look, like, let's settle down. We'll be okay. And I, I, I saw that. And I'm like, you know, maybe Odell is turning the corner. And then last night, and he headbutted and punched that fan in frustration. You saw him whining on the sideline, ferocious and angry. If this was also a guy that muffed it an easy punt. I mean, he can catch a ball with three fingers, but he can't catch a punt return. Almost caused a turnover again on the punting team for the second game in a row. And also ran negative 10 yards on a punt return. Was basically the highlight of Odell Beckham's night. And I get that he's frustrated with Eli Manning. And Eli Manning, we'll get into him next. But it's a bad look for a team with the Giants. The Giants are one of these teams that represents class. For years, the Giants were class in the NFL. Whenever you think of the Giants, you think of one of the classier organizations about how they handle business, their players, and how the players handle themselves. I'm a Jets fan, so I have seen all the chaos in the Jets organization, and you see how well buttoned up the Giants really are. Now they gave the big money to an emotional, outspoken guy who's going to speak his mind and who doesn't understand the temperature in the room, which is important. And in a media market, which will look to find any way to get a good story, and they will be critical of you. And if you're not putting up the numbers and acting like that, they are going to get out for you in the local market. So for Odell, it just looks bad, and it's a bad image for his team. Do you don't think Sterling Shepard's looking at that today and going, wait a minute, you were telling me to keep my composure on Sunday, and then you go off and do this? You go act like a spoiled brat, and you headbutt a fan on the sideline, and you're telling me I should be better? There's a great saying that attitude reflects leadership, and the attitude on the Giants right now is just terrible. And a lot of that, I think, comes from Odell. You want, when you pay your biggest stars on the team, you want the team to be a reflection of your star. And right now, for the Giants, Odell Beckham is selfish and also being a guy who, at the end of the day, despite his greatness, despite being a top three talent for wide receiver in the league, is not a guy who I would want as the face of my franchise because he's petty. If he doesn't get his way, he will complain about it. And right now he's upset with a quarterback who rightfully can't get him the ball, but there's a certain way you act. And one great example is when I think of elite wide receivers in this league, one of the best is DeAndre Hopkins, right? If, if I was to say top five wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins is in that top five with Odell Beckham, right? Yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. Has he come out and bashed his quarterback? Has he complained about, I don't know, having TJ Yates and Brock Osweiler for quarterbacks before he finally got Deshaun Watson and then Deshaun Watson got hurt? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he hasn't had these quarterbacks. He hasn't had an Eli Manning. Odell keeps complaining, and it's hard because I supported what he said last week that I think he didn't say anything too damning, but at the same time, I also... 
really felt that he was being honest, and he was making an honest assessment of the Giants and his quarterback. And I really thought that that might be a turning point for being a leader. But last night, when the lights were bright, in a week where Odell should have known, after those comments and the way the season is going, that this was the season last night, and on national television, everyone would be watching to see how he would react. And boy, he did not disappoint in turning in a performance that a lot of us were expecting. When he didn't get the football, he complained, he whined, and he had a temper tantrum on the sideline. They say you get what you're paid for, and right now the Giants are going to get just that from Odell Beckham Jr. Shifting gears to this, now a lot of people I've heard talk about how great Saquon Barkley has been for the Giants. Over 200 yards combined for the line of scrimmage last night. And I'll say this, Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to be one of the top five running backs in the NFL for the next decade. But it doesn't help when that running back's on a team when the team is losing by three touchdowns in the game. Doesn't help when the quarterback can't move the football and can't complete passes. And I said this before the draft. I understand why the Giants are drafting Saquon Barkley. And I understand that he is arguably the best talent coming out of last year's draft. But what is the most valuable position in not only football, but you can make the case in all sports, it's the quarterback. And right now, Eli Manning is done. We've seen a lot of quarterbacks continue to thrive at an older age. Brady has a tireless work ethic and is almost insane to the point of how much he's committed to keeping his body healthy at the age he is. Drew Brees is a master of accuracy and commanding an offense. Big Ben is a master of extending plays and has been in the league a while, but even he's starting to see some deterioration. And Phillip Rivers has a quick release to get the ball out and good weapons. And right now, Eli Manning has the ability of a tree and continues to move downhill. And right now, the Giants, they won't say it publicly, but you don't think they're having second thoughts of saying maybe... We could have traded back and drafted the quarterback. Because right now, the succession plan doesn't look good for the New York Giants. Because Eli is clearly done. No mobility, does not have a quick release. And in his heyday, when he had great weapons and a great offensive line, hey, he was able to do a lot of great things. But outside of those two postseason runs, which resulted in Lombardi trophies, Eli Manning has been above average, and in some seasons, very below average as an NFL passer. Right now, you can see he doesn't trust himself, and he has lost all confidence in his ability because it's only checkdowns in his offense. And even his head coach, Pat Shermer, was caught on camera last night after another checkdown saying, throw the damn ball. His confidence is shot, he has no mobility, and his accuracy has degraded. Eli Manning is done in New York. He is done. There is no question in my mind that he is done and the New York Giants haven't realized it. Everyone was quick to crucify Ben McAdoo last season when he decided to bench Eli Manning. And now we look at it and say, maybe the Giants weren't wrong. If I'm the New York Giants front office today, I think they're looking at themselves and saying, 
Maybe we shouldn't have listened to the fans and all the talk show hosts about benching Eli Manning and, you know, let that influence our decision. Because I'm telling you that they were influenced by that in the draft. They were terrified of the backlash again of, oh, God, if they draft a quarterback number two overall, it's going to hurt the great Eli Manning's legacy. You do realize that this is a league now more than ever where you need a franchise quarterback. Running backs you can find in later rounds. It's all about having a great quarterback. Eli doesn't fit in this modern game. He doesn't have mobility to stretch plays. He doesn't have the great accuracy or the quick release. He's a dinosaur fighting off extinction. You can just see it in the Giants' offense. They have no confidence in him. And I understand the offensive line is terrible. But it also doesn't help us when Eli can't even move or step up in that pocket to avoid a pass rush. I get it. The Giants don't have a good offensive line. But part of the problem is Eli can't get the ball out quick enough either. He's holding the ball way too long in the pocket. And I have a bold prediction for the New York Giants, which some of you might disagree with, and Giant fans don't want to hear this, especially the ones that really love Eli Manning and the ones that freaked out about them benching him last year. The Giants have two tough weeks at Atlanta on Monday night and then Washington. I could easily see this team being 1-7, potentially 2-6. With that in mind, and looking like they'll be in the top of the draft, I think that they, after their bye, keep in mind they'll have the bye after the Washington game, the following week... The New York Giants will start Kyle Laletta, their fourth-round pick out of Richmond, at quarterback. Because they need to evaluate him and see, do we think he could be the guy to take over? Because if you don't think he's the guy, then it comes to, okay, do we think Greer or Herbert in this upcoming draft, and more specifically Herbert, will A, be available to us, and B, be our franchise quarterback. The only way the Giants don't come out of this looking completely foolish is if by some miracle they are able to get Justin Herbert, who I think is the best prospect coming out in the draft at quarterback, and in back-to-back years get Saquon Barkley and Justin Herbert in back-to-back drafts. That's the only way the Giants come out of this looking good, and if they aren't able to get a franchise quarterback in next year's draft, this team could be in the basement for a long time. And I understand Alex Smith probably isn't long for the Washington Redskins. And I understand that Dak Prescott hasn't looked good in Dallas. But the Eagles have Carson Wentz, who could be the top three quarterback in the NFL for the next 10 to 15 years. You need to figure out the quarterback position. And I understand that this team right now, they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to rebuild. And they wanted to go. They were aggressive. When you're aggressive, they put all their chips on the table saying, we're betting on Eli, and it's come up a bust. They put all their chips in. They're like, okay, we're going to put all the chips in in blackjack. They got a 20. Okay, dealer has a 21. Bust. Didn't work out. It did not work out. But now it's funny because we're looking back at Ben McAdoo. Maybe he wasn't so crazy. I think the the backlash was more over that it was Geno Smith taking over than Eli Manning. But for all those giant fans that are complaining about Eli Manning, you also have to look yourself in the mirror and say, look, we were the reason he got back to starting and why this front office was paralyzed. But I put that more on the front office. Look, you cannot be paralyzed about what your fans think. You can't base every transaction on what the fans 
think and what would hurt the fan base. You have to do what you think is in the best interest of the team. And right now, that wasn't bringing in Eli Manning for another year. I mean, this was an organization last year, and you can't tell them because they gave McAdoo the okay from the top down that they were thinking, you know, Eli, maybe not the best long-term answer for this team. But guess what? They went back. They said, no, you know, we're going to build around Eli. We're going to get the left tackle. We'll we'll get a running back, and he'll be great. And no. So I understand that Odell Beckham's been an issue, but in some ways Odell Beckham has been a nice deodorant for Eli Manning because everyone's talking about Odell today, but no one's talking about the poor play of Eli Manning how he has lost confidence throwing down the field and how every other pass by him is a check down. And more importantly, where the Giants sit right now, because if they don't land a franchise quarterback in the 2019 draft or have one on the roster in Kyle Laletta, who once again, I think will be starting before the end of the season. The Giants season is going nowhere. And I think just to have the spark and just to change it up, they're going to put Kyle Laletta in there. And don't forget They're going to have Eli Manning on the books for one more season. If they cut him before the fifth day in the league year, they save $5 million on his signing bonus. So even if they cut him, it would be $6.2 million of dead cap for next year, as opposed to 11. So I don't see them with his high cap number, them bringing him back for another year, especially the way he's playing. So they're going to have to make a big decision. And right now, internally, they're looking at, all these college games saying, who could be our potential franchise quarterback? And I think they also have to look internally and say, look, this Kyle Alec kid, he had a lot of promise, even though it was Richmond, FCS. Quick release, good feet. He's been in here in our system now for a couple of weeks. Maybe we can put him out there on the field, see what he can do. And I think it would also give the fan base at least something intriguing. Like, okay, at least we've got a rookie quarterback to watch. But it's clear today. At 1-5, this giant season is over. And this isn't going to be a quick rebuild. They have a lot of work to do on both defense and offense. Their defense has given up over 30 points in the last two games, and this was supposed to be the strong point of the team. Eli Manning looks shot, and their highest-paid player right now in Odell Beckham Jr. is losing his mind. I think you're going to see Kyle let us start. I think Pat Shermer will have to really make a tough decision coming up about Odell Beckham and what to do, how to handle him disciplinary-wise. Could he maybe send him down a quarter in the next game? That's sure a possibility. But the big thing is for the Giants is they have to get past the nostalgia of Eli Manning and start thinking about the future, whether that's Kyle Loletta, a quarterback in the 2019 draft. This team now is in a rebuilding process. It's official. After last night, even before last night, but last night was the final nail in the coffin that this Giants team needs a reboot. They need a rebuild. And they have some good pieces to build around. They have Odell Beckham Jr. They have a good tight end that I really like in Evan Ingram. And they have Saquon Barkley, who could be a top five running back for the next eight years. They have really good pieces to build around. All is not lost for the New York Giants. But now comes the hard part. For the Giants front office and their fan base, it's time to move off Eli Manning. Start thinking to the future. Give Kyle Aletta a shot before the season's over and start looking forward to next year's draft class. After last night, it's clear. This season has been one giant mess. There will be a lot of questions moving forward. And like we said, the Giants have to move away from the past in Eli Manning. 
But the thing that they're hoping for right now is that the past won't come back to haunt them. Because despite getting Saquon Barkley in the draft, who looks like a great running back for the next eight years, does this team have any buyer's remorse on potentially passing on franchise quarterbacks such as Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen, who could have been in the system already and ready to take over right now midway through the season? There's a lot of questions, but if the Giants don't find answers at the quarterback position in Kyle Aletta or next year's NFL draft, this could be a giant mess for a long time. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Rich Sports Talk. Remember to like and subscribe for all of our latest content. You can always reach out to me, richsportstalk at gmail.com. A lot of you emailed me last night saying, we want to talk about, we want to hear you talk about the Giants. What's your thoughts on Odell? And kind of mocking me from uh, my Odell comments in the last podcast. So we love your feedback and reach out to us at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss the latest show. We don't want you to miss anything. Like and subscribe. Thank you so much once again. I'm Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.